we're looking at the word of God. And I'm planting that word on five pillars. Let us pray. You talk to the Lord. What are you expecting from him this morning? What do you want God to do in your life? What are you expecting? That nobody will live here the way he or she had come. The eyes will be open to see. Ears will be open to hear. <laughs> Testimonies will take place, oh Lord my God, as a result of your word. That some people will be sharing and mouth of others will hang. Because you are the God of the impossible. You are the miracle walking God. Oh, Father. Oh, Michael, you talk to God. What do you expect him to do? What do you expect to see? What do you expect to hear this morning? I hear this very clearly. Be it unto you according to your faith. If you are ready, if you are willing to believe and say, yes, it can be done, be it unto you. If you are doubting and say, this thing cannot happen, be it unto you. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, we enthrone you. Jesus, we exalt you. We proclaim you, oh God, Lord over the city, Lord over the nation. Father, we want to thank you. Thank you for the things that you're planning to do. Thank you for the things that you are already doing. Thank you for life. Thank you for testimony. Thank you for turnaround. Thank you, oh Lord my God, for the mighty move of your spirit in the lives of your people. Thank you, Father. Oh, because this is like a mighty moving train. No demon, no devil can stop it. Lord, no devil, no demon can hinder it. It's a mighty moving train, oh Lord, in the lives of your people, in the things you have ordained to do. Father, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We give you praise. We worship you. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, hallelujah. We give you all the praise. Jeremiah chapter number one. This morning, I'm declaring the word of the Lord to us, which I've entitled, No More Limitation. Jeremiah chapter number one, from verse number four. Jeremiah one, then the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I what? (laughs) Before I formed you in the womb, I what? Knew you. When is your date of birth? 19th of April. 19th of what? April. Before you were formed, he knew you. You've been in existence before 19th of April, whatever year, 1950 or 1974 or even 1990. Before I knew you, why is that so important? Because sometimes we face circumstances in time and they frustrate us. Can I let you know that what has been what decided, concluded before time cannot be frustrated in time? Yes, 
the circumstances may look like rock of Gibraltar. It may be riding and rising and be shouting louder than any other thing. But I'm telling you, the name of Jesus is higher than every other name. Higher than the name of every mountain. Higher than the name of any sickness. Higher than the name of any disease. Higher than the name of any lark. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I set you apart and I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. I said five pillars. Number one pillar is this. Context determines content. Context determines what? Content. What does that mean? The moment the word of the Lord came, the word of the Lord changed the entire context. It was no longer about how Jeremiah was, no longer about his circumstances, no longer about what his experience had been, but the word of the Lord had come to completely change everything. Context determines what content. Oh, this is what I'm passing through. You need to hear the word of the Lord. This is what the situation oh, I've been going through. You need the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord. But the word came. said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Number six, verse six. Then said I, the word of the Lord came. Then what? Said I. Verse six. Behold, I cannot speak for I am what? A youth. I said here. Our target, 50 to 100. Barely did I hear anybody saying anything. Only one to, yeah. God came and spoke. Jeremiah said, oh, I am a youth. Oh, I am a youth. What was he trying to do there? <laughs> that what? I, I do not qualify. I am not old enough. I, I can't do this. God was looking at himself. Jeremiah was looking at himself. Did God not know that Jeremiah was a youth? Did God not see his, incap- his, what, his capabilities? Did God not see all those ones? But did it matter in the final construction? Only if Jeremiah would do something. It will matter. Only if Jeremiah would do something. And that is why God now asks him the next question in verse 11. Verse 11. Can you give me verse 11? It says, moreover, the word of the Lord, after Jeremiah had spoken and spoken and spoken, the word of the Lord came, thank God that he's a merciful God. Thank God. Especially when he sees the sincerity of your heart. Thank God. How many times have we missed it? Have we not taken the step we're supposed to take? But this God has not abandoned us. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you want? (laughs) Jeremiah, my word had come to you, but what do you see? What do you see? Heaven had come down to the earth, but what exactly is the response of the earth? What do you see? Number two pillar, perception. Your perception will determine your experience. 
Your perception will determine your experience. If you see, whatever you see is whatever you will eventually become. The picture you see is the future you will have. <laughs> that is why victory does not begin on the outside. Victory begins on the inside. Suddenly, when you start to see yourself healed, when you start to see yourself working in abundance, you cannot be thinking poverty and have abundance. It doesn't work that way. It does not work that way. Oh, I will believe you when God, when God does it. Can I be very, you'll be like that people in the Bible. They heard about it, but they didn't partake of it. Others will share the testimony. Is it? But we don't want to hear others share the testimony. You can share the testimonies too. Jeremiah, what do you see? Your perception will determine your experience. Have you noticed that all the time, whenever the prophetic word is coming, you know, there's a, something rises up in the hearts of people to disqualify or to make, to, to suddenly the word is rising up to limit them from entering to the fullness of that prophetic word. Anytime, no matter who, anywhere, the moment because God, when he's speaking, he's speaking from his own perspective. And I'm telling you, his, his perspective is not low down here. He's speaking of what, and impossibility. It is you that you think is impossible, not God. So he's speaking from this realm that it can be done and can be accomplished. But when you are here, they sound impossible. They look impossible. Limitation rises up in hearts. And that is why I'm addressing those areas of limitations. For Jeremiah, what was his limitation? He said, what? I'm a youth. I'm a youth. What are your own limitations? What areas limit us? One, our past lives. Past lives. You look at how the kind of life you have lived. Oh, because I've done this, because I've done that, I don't think God can use me. How many people have been have thought that they are disqualified because of their past life? How many times people think like that? Past lives. And the moment you agree with that thing, it becomes your prison. You are no longer free. It's holding you back. Past life. Number two, sometimes your health. Some people, you look at yourself and say, oh, I don't think with my health, with my health, I have this, I have that. This could be a problem. And what it does is that it will limit you. Number three, past experiences. Past experiences. Oh, you know, so, so, and so, and so disappointed me. Or so, and so, and so, so happened. And because of that, you are looking at everyone with that eye. It's called your special sunglasses. You're looking at it with that eye. Past experiences, I tried that business, it didn't work. 
Now a new opportunity has come. Well, are you sure this thing will work? You have already disqualified yourself. Instead of you to rise up in faith, or at least seek God, Lord, should I do this? You immediately say, no, it cannot work. What are the ones we've mentioned? Past life. Number two, health. Number three, past experiences. What else? Sometimes your culture. Your culture can limit you. Your culture can limit you. Especially for those of us from uh, areas with very strong cultures. Because of culture, you may not be able to enter into the new. Because you remain in the old. When God is saying new things concerning you or new things about you, you look at your culture and you say, oh, oh, my culture. Culture can hinder you. We just came back from India. One of the things that is so strong in India is their culture. Is their culture. I remember one of the brothers was telling us, oh, they now have a government in power who seems to be persecuting Christians. They are enacting laws to almost stop Christianity. They were asking them, they said, are your grandfathers Christians? Your grandfathers are Hindus. So where did you get this Christianity from? Go back to your grandfather's religion. They were asking them. And to many people, it looked like what? So huge. How are we going to pass this? This has been our culture. Because India was formerly Hindustan. The land of the Hindus. Culture. Number five or number four, religion. Religion can be a hindrance. What is religion? I thought this is, we're here because of religion. No, we're not here because of religion. Religion can be a hindrance. What is religion? There's Muslim religion. There's Hinduism is a religion. You know, uh, all this uh, Buddhism is a religion. But can I shock you? There's also Christian religion. When your faith is not real to you. When it is all motion, but no movement. When you do not have... Yes, you call yourself a Christian, but the leader of the church, you do not have relationship with it. You just go through the motions. It's called activities without what? Productivity. Our faith is active, is not passive. Our faith is living, is not passive. So, which means that you need to constantly be working in God's word, with God's word, and then to what? Ensure and receive the reality that the word brings. The Bible says the word of God is living and active. So, no matter the circumstance you are facing, what is the word saying about it? What is the counsel of heaven about it? Culture, religion, and 
a lot of the reason why the church is the way it is is because many people do not have an active faith. They have a passive faith. They have a faith that what is always where? In their pockets. In their pockets. Nobody knows you're a Christian where you walk. Nobody knows you're a Christian in your streets. Nobody knows you're a Christian among, even among your friends. They do the things, they crack those dirty jokes and you join them. <laughs> they're not even, yes, they're not even, in, when they know that you carry the light, when they're cracking those jokes, when you enter the stop, they may make fun, but they know you are different. The light is not shining. The Bible says, arise and what? For your light has come. Your faith is not supposed to be passive. If your faith is truly active, you see God walk more with you. Because unction is given to function. If you want more unction, then start to function. Let the light shine. Let the light shine. Let the light shine. Oh, pastor, the way the world is going is so terrible. Things are so bad. Is it time for the church to shine? Is it time for the church to shine? Oh, look at what I'm facing. Whatever circumstance you are facing is an opportunity to experience the power of God. Whatever challenge you are going through is an opportunity to experience the power of God. Number five or number six, lack. Lack, poverty. And I'll share my experience. Lack. I said, let's go for 100,000. We're not looking at your pocket, looking at your account. We're just saying, make yourself available as a vessel. I said, Lord, I want to be the one. Use me. And God will funnel it through you. But will you be faithful if he gives it to you? Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, if you can use me, oh, Lord. I want, I want to build the church. I want to build. And he tests you. Releases about 50,000 to your hands. He said, go and put it in the church building account. Say, this 50 is too much for them. It's too much for them. Hallelujah. Oh, pastor, 1,000. <laughs> and pastor say, hey, thank God for you. Thank God for you. And you know that's not what you're supposed to be giving. And now you now return. You say, oh, Lord, do more, do more. And God says, you have failed. Go back and repeat the exam. Go back and repeat the exam. Because you have not been faithful in little. Before God will give you 100, 200, 1 million, he will test you with little first. See what your response will be. See what your why? God knows. Oh, he tested Abraham. After he tested him, he said, now I know. He called him, but it was after he tested him that he said, now I know. 1996. It was my first conference outside. We were still in Nigeria. We were pastoring a church. I think everybody in that church, I think everybody will be less than 20. We were young. Most people were starting off. And they invited me to come and speak at the Easter conference in Peter Marysburg in South Africa. 
all the churches in that city, they were, I mean, a, a number of the churches were coming together. They were having an Easter conference. And they asked me as part of the ministering pastors there, how much was the ticket? The ticket was 72000 Less than $300. Remember, we were starting off. Most people there were also starting off. I looked, where would this come from? The more I look in the natural, the less I, the less. <laughs> when I say some things, I have learned. Because I promised the people I had a car that I didn't take with me. We just moved to the northern part of Nigeria. I left the car in the south. I asked my brother to fix the car. And I said, the only way, I was not looking up, I was looking just at the people. I was not looking up, I was looking at my pocket. I was not looking up, myself and my wife were looking at ourselves. <laughs> not the brother, you, you know, I have other brothers. And I said, sell the car. I went, before that, I went to the Lord. Oh, God. Lord, I believe you want me to travel. He said, yes. I believe, oh, God. And he said, oh, maybe I should even stay. He said, quitters are never winners. And winners are never quitters. I said, Lord, I'm not quitting. I will go. Where are we going to get the money from? I decided to sell the car and sow it into mission. That was my way, not his way. I said, we'll be leaving in two weeks. Sell the car quickly, sell the car. He couldn't get the car sold. The car was there. I sat in my office. That is why, oh, this kind God, oh, I never see your type, oh. This kind God, oh, blessed be your holy name. Stop looking down. Stop looking at yourselves. Stop looking at your pocket. Start to look to him. Look to him. Look to him. I sat in my office. Sat in my office. When a brother walked in and gave. 32,000 naira, almost half of it, walked in, walked in. He didn't know anything about the trip. I didn't tell him anything about the trip, walked in. I visited another person, gave another part. And do you know the money was provided effortlessly? I decided to sell the car, but that was not his plan. Eventually, my brother sold the car. And maybe he will send the money to me tomorrow. But I've left it, and I've moved on. And we have all moved on. <laughs> but if I listen to him, will I have sold the car? If I've been looking up and said, Lord, you are able to make a way, 
Would I have done it? It was not his fault. It was my fault. I didn't listen to him. I was looking at my pocket. I was looking at myself. And those things limited me. But thank God for the mercy of God who saw the sincerity of my heart and who knew where I was. Somebody said, but that's not much. It could have been one million to me. It could have been 10 million to me. Because at that time, that's where I was. Limited me. And he said something to me which has never forgotten. And when I see him, I will thank him for it. You can write it down if you're writing. He said, you are limited by your own limitations. He said, in me, there's no limitation. (laughs) In me, there's no limitation. He said, you are only limited by your own limitations. Every limitation you acknowledge becomes your barrier. Every limitation you confess becomes your stumbling block. You are limited by your own limitations. When you look at yourself and say it cannot be done, when you look at the thing, you say it cannot happen, it limits you, binds you, holds you back. Every limitation you acknowledge becomes your barrier. Every limitation you confess becomes a stumbling block. What was he trying to tell me? Look up, trust me. Trust me. It was a major lesson I learned when I started learning. Change some things about me. That is why the third pillar, let me tell you the third pillar. What is the third pillar? (laughs) What is the third pillar? Number three. What? Okay, those those are limitation, limited factors. Past life, health issues, cultures, current realities, past experiences, lack religion. Those are limiting factors. Number three pillar is this. You cannot see the answer looking at the problem. You cannot see the miracle looking at the need. You cannot see the answer looking at the problem. You cannot see the miracle looking at the needs. The third third pillar. You cannot see the answer looking at the problem. You cannot see the miracle looking at the need. Then what should we be looking at? Every one of us. What should we be looking at? Hebrews chapter 12. Concerning that need. Concerning that situation. Concerning that financial need, concerning that issue, concerning that whatever challenge. Oh, I want this. Concerning that thing. Oh, I believe. Concerning that situation, whatever it is. Hebrews chapter 12 from verse 1. What does it say? Hebrews 12 from verse 1. I want to, I pray, oh Lord my God, I'm asking you this morning that Lord that, 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 that thought, that mindset of impossibility, let there be a rooting out in the hearts of people in this, in, this, in this church that will become breakthrough believers. Not just looking at problems, looking at need, looking at what cannot be done. The Father in the name, I pray this, O oh Lord, my heart. That we start to believe for impossible things. Believe for invisible things. So that those things will start to 
people will start to create new realities around us. Hebrews 12 from verse 1 says, Seeing that we are encompassed by what? Such a great cloud of witnesses. There are people that are watching you. Hello, families are watching you. Friends are watching you. People around you are watching you. Oh, and angels are watching you. They were surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Oh, there's some of us. Plus, families are watching you. You've been processing your faith. They're watching you. They're watching whether that faith that you're talking about will work. Friends are watching you. You've told them about Jesus. They want to see that Jesus at work in your life. Oh, others are watching you. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. work colleagues are watching you. They're watching you. They're watching you. You said you're a Christian. They're watching you. They're watching you. They're watching you. But beyond all of that, angels are watching you. Angels are we're surrounded by such a great cloud. That is why Christianity is a race. It's like we're in a stadium. And this we're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. Who are this cloud of witnesses? Saints who have gone to heaven ahead of us. Number two, angels who are they're watching you, they're clapping. Can I can I shock you? Can I shock you? Every time that you make strides in the spirit, every time you grow, you you, you develop more strength in God, it is recognized in heaven. It is recognized in heaven. Every, Natural things are not recognized there. Except those natural things are used to accomplish divine purpose. Oh, I've just got this beautiful car. Nobody knows anything about it in heaven. I've just built this powerful house. Nobody knows anything about it in heaven. But when you say this house, now, we're now using it for church in the house. They're playing there. It is recognized. It is recognized. It is recognized. That is why anything you are doing must be a platform for kingdom advancement. It is not difficult for God to do some things. It will make whatever we are doing a platform for him to advance his kingdom through it. Advance his kingdom through it. Everything. See, surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside what? Every weight. And what again? Every sin. What is different between weight and sin? Lay aside every weight. What is the difference between weight and sin? Sin. Weight is heavy. What is the difference between weight and sin? Those are the that is topic for the next Bible study. Hebrews eleven, Hebrews twelve, one and two. What is the difference? I won't say more than that. That's where we're. Uh, we're studying Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2. What's the difference between weight and sin? Bible study. Number two, he now says what? He said, let us lay aside every sin and every weight that so easily besets us. Then verse number two, he said, what? Looking unto who? Looking unto Teresa? Looking unto your friend, looking unto Jesus, looking unto Jesus. Can I make a confession? Can I tell you something? There's one thing, if there's anything that God has done in my life that I can say tangible thing in the last few years, it is helping to shift my focus 
for man and what man represents to him. To him. To him. I don't look at man for provision. I don't look at man, whatever man would do, whatever this one would do. I don't at all. I look to God. I look to God. I look to God. Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus is shifting my focus from everything. Because here, there are all manners of limitations. If I look at myself, I'll be limited. But how do I break forth out of that? Looking unto Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. Oh, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame. And what? And is now sat down at the right hand of God, looking unto Jesus. Tell your neighbor to look unto Jesus. Look unto Jesus. Concerning this building, we're looking unto Jesus. Concerning things in your life, look unto Jesus. Concerning things desire, look unto Jesus. Don't look at all. Don't look. Don't. Oh, some people will be saying, "Oh, Pastor, you have not even bought. How about so so so? They bought the building. How about so so? They do that. I don't look at those ones. You have not bought a house. Oh, we have bought our own. We have just changed it. We just have this one. I don't look at those ones. I look to Jesus. I don't compare myself with any other person. Our destinies are different. Stop comparing yourself. The Bible says those who compare themselves with themselves are not wise. They are fools. You are fools. And you know the danger. This is the danger. Come, 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 come. This is the race you're supposed to be running. You're supposed to be running this race. Oh, come here. And she's supposed to be running this race. And you say, oh, can you go? But she has gone. Oh, she's already gone. Out. Oh, how can I be? She's going. You leave the place. You join this race. And you're following after. Say, he's running. And God comes here looking for you here to bless you. Nowhere to be found. Because he will not go. He will not go here looking for you. He will be here. Because this is where you're supposed to be. But you have crossed over here. You're already running. <laughs> hey, I want to be like, I want to be like God. I want to be like, hey, I want to be like Brother Luke. I want to, you're running like that. And God is saying, no, 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 no. You have left your lane. You have left your lane. You have left your lane. That is why none of us look alike. And that is why. But, oh, yes, yes. We, but that is why our fingerprints are not even the same. You have individual destinies and purpose in him. Together we come to fulfill a corporate purpose. But there's a, there's a contribution. There's something that God has given to you and only you alone. Finally, it's time to start to look at future possibilities. What are future possibilities? National transformation. That we can transform this nation. Number two. Future possibilities. It's time to start to look at future possibilities. The future we see in God. We see in Jesus. Number two, prophetic destinies. Number three, health. 
Number four, abundance. That you are not the sick. But God, I'm looking at health in you. He took away your pain. He took away your sickness. He took away all those things. Abundance. Start to think in abundance. Poverty is not a virtue. Well, well, well. Some of us may not have money, but I'm proud and poor. (laughs) Poverty is not a virtue. There's nothing like I'm poor and proud. Amen. I'm proud of my, I may be poor, but I'm proud. I'm a proud man. I'm a proud man. I may be poor, I'm a proud man. No, no, no. It's not a virtue. Start to think abundance. Start to think of riches. And what and that is bigger than just money. Riches in Christ. Inheritance in Christ. Bigger than money. Abundance. Start to think abundance. Don't be stingy. God is not a stingy God. I want to give offering. Offering time. Blessing time. Look at uh, this twenty ten dollars. God doesn't use it. Hallelujah. God, my God is a God of abundance. Think differently. Think differently. Number four. Talking about the pillars now. Number four. Humanity lives out of the limitation of the flesh. We as a church must break out of natural limiting factors. Humanity lives out of the limitation of the flesh. We as a church must break out of natural limiting factor. Whatever may be limiting you might be different from what is limiting me. But every one of us must break out. Break out of natural limiting factors. Break out of age. Oh, I'm getting old. I don't know whether I can do something. Who told you? How old was Abraham when he was called? 75. I'm getting too old. I don't think I can marry. Who told you that? Who sold that lie to you? And finally, the last pillar. If you keep seeing the wrong things and talking the wrong things, they become your realities. If you keep what? Seeing the wrong things and you are talking the wrong things, they become your reality. What are those pillars? When? When? Number two? Number three. Number four. We must step out of whatever limit. Whatever is limiting you. Eh? When I spoke about, I said I wanted to go, but I'm not going there. We sought that out at the Bible study. Weights and sins, because those are the things that limit, especially weights. What are those things? It's time to drop off everything that is limiting you. It's time to say, no way. How do you do that? Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. Why is God giving us this word today? 
because I believe it's time to step out. It's time to step out of whatever thing that has been limiting you. While we were praying on Friday, those of us who were not there, you missed out. I perceive in the spirit angelic presence. And this is what happened. And it was as if this is what happened. That the angels came in and was putting on people a new garment. Hallelujah. New garments. And the new garment, what exactly is this thing supposed to do? Suddenly is to change things around you. That those who have looked at you and have not seen any possibility will now look again and say, wow, what is happening here? Suddenly, favor becomes what? Becomes towards you. And not only that, whereas you have been turned down, whereas you have been rejected, you just see that they, they are now looking favorably at you. Favorably. No more than once, no more than twice, no more than three times. I've gone somewhere and they say there's something different about you. Sometimes they say you look like my particular friend or whatever. Sometimes they say one thing or the other. You know, why do they say that? God is giving them something that they will become a platform for them to favor me. So when they see me as a good friend, you look like a very good friend of mine. Why? Suddenly the heart is melting towards me. When they see you, that oh, you look different. The heart is melting towards me. So when they are hard, I don't know, when, they are, when they are turning back on us, they say, ah, you, you look, my, my friend. Oh, okay, you, you come, you come, you come, you come, you come, you come, you come. You come. That is what happens. It's because a new garment is being put on us. Go and write it down. Things that have not worked before, they will start to work. Especially, especially for those of us who are hooking up with this world. Those of us who have received this garment. Those of us who are walking in this line. Go and write it down. The doors that have been closed will start to open. Go and write it down. The impossibilities will start to become possible. And go and write it down. Because there are things that you are not thinking of now. I stand here as God's prophet. I stand here as God's spokesman. That there are things that you are not thinking of now. There are things that do not, you are not even thinking of. They look so far-fetched to you. Because you are going to hook up with this world and start to run that my time of favor, my time of possibilities has come. My time, no more limitation. But no more limitation. Suddenly, there's a repositioning in the spirit for you. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. A repositioning in the spirit that will transport you, that will transfer you and hook you up with greater things that have never been before. Go and write it down. I declare that over your life. In the name of Jesus, you are breaking forth. You are breaking through. You are breaking forth. In the name of Jesus, no more limitation for you. No more limitation for you. No more limitation for you. In the name of Jesus, things that have been difficult they are becoming easy. New favor, greater favor in the name of Jesus. Help is coming your way. Help is coming your way. Support is coming your way. Assistance is yours in the name of Jesus. Receive it. Receive it. Stand up on your feet and receive it. Receive it. Receive it. 
Hallelujah. Receive it. Oh, receive it. Oh, Father, we thank you. Oh, my Keliba Soko Sholo Bosekis. Hmm. Ramasekeliba Sohala Bashirba. Aliba Keli Masoholo Mahanda. You know, I, I just saw something right now. I just saw something right now. I just saw a door open in heaven. A door open in heaven. And God is saying, come up hither. Step into it. Come up hither. Oh, come up hither. Receive this open door. Step into it. Step into it. Open doors of possibilities. Because there's no lack. There's no limitation on, uh, in heaven. Step into it. Step into it. Enter into it. Doors of possibilities. Doors of opportunities. Doors of favor. Doors of grace is open. Step in into it. Step in into it. Step in into it. I want us to do something right now. I want to do something right now. I want you to free yourself. It's important. Free yourself. Whatever you have, free yourself. And and I want you, when I say step into it, I want you to see yourself stepping into that door. Door of possibilities. Doors of opportunities. Open doors of favor for you. In the name of Jesus. So free yourself, free yourself. If you want to remain behind those things, you can say that. But those of us who are freeing ourselves, I want you to do, be ready to do it right now. When I say step into it, you are going to step into it. In the name of Jesus, step into it. Hallelujah. Step into it. Step into it. Step into it. Step into it. Hallelujah. 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 New possibilities. New possibilities. New possibilities. Future possibilities. Open doors. Favor. Favor all round. Favor all round. In the name of Jesus. 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 I declare. It is done. It is done. It is done. Beyond and above. Beyond and above. Beyond and above. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We give you praise. We give you worship. We give you adoration. In the name of Jesus.